Ben Lewis joins us now. He's the co-host of South Paw Slice, doing the updates as well today. Talk about a great story in Canadian tennis. Ben, always nice to chat with you. Happy New Year. And, well, what a happy New Year it is for Canadian tennis because now we've got another Canadian tennis player to talk about after this weekend. I know. Happy New Year uh, to you as well, Roger. And uh, I think uh, for Bianca Andreescu, um, it's a name that we had our eyes on maybe for the last couple of years because she was a very successful junior player, got to a combined ranking of number three, uh, also won a doubles title with Carson Branstein. But I don't think we were expecting such a breakthrough so soon for her. Uh, just at 18 years old, and this is a player who was uh, battling injury for much of last year, dealing with her back. Uh, but while most of the world had probably tuned out of tennis, uh, she was scrapping her way through ITF events in October, November, doing well. And here she is in Auckland, New Zealand, in her first career WTA final. Now, Andrea Eskew has done what that, uh, well, I mean, other Canadian tennis players have. We've seen younger players uh, hit it here. But what's been the key to her success? Is it a return to health? Is it a case of maybe it's still early in the season? Because the Auckland Open is an indication of things in some ways and in other ways. It's just a warm-up. Yeah, so obviously you have a handful of uh, veteran players going there, probably trying to find their stride early in the season and looking for match play, uh, like a Caroline Wozniacki, like a Venus Williams, which were two of Bianca's wins. But uh, she really does have an all-around game. She's one of the bigger hitters on the tour. She's strong, has a powerful forehand, and she also has quite a lot of touch and finesse for someone her age, normally at 18 years old. You're not a player who can employ an effective backhand slice and work in drop shots, but she has this mix and variety, and uh, she's been employing it all week uh, with great success and uh, a tough final coming up against uh, an experienced player in uh, in Julia Gerges, but obviously she's riding quite a high right now, so really nothing to lose, which uh, I think is another factor at play here. Well, that's been a factor so far, and I would agree with you going into the final. However, the final is still the final. That said, after you've beaten top-ranked players in the world, I got to believe this is all house money. She loses six love, six love, and it's still a fabulous weekend, so why not finish it off? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think uh, many people are going to expect her to win a final, but uh, if she's beaten, look, she, she beat Caroline Wojniacki, uh, world number three, former world number one, who last year, uh, around the same time, was uh, just about to win her first Grand Slam title at the Australian Open. So an incredible turn of events to start 2019. Obviously beats the very experienced veteran Venus Williams. And uh, look, Julia Gerges is a, a mainstay right now in the WTA, uh, sort of top 15 type caliber player. Actually, she beat Jeannie Bouchard a couple rounds ago. Uh with all the pressure off, you know, attack and go for everything, and uh, great things can happen, which is what's been happening basically here at the ASB Classic. Does it change the expectations we have for her this coming season, or is it's one tournament, no matter how significant, even if she happened to win the thing, for heaven's sakes, that's, you know, sometimes the pressure, I don't want to say peaking too early, it's a horrible thing to say, because it's a great story, nice surprise, 18, but we've seen this movie before, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be, Obviously, partially up to her and her team to keep herself grounded. Uh, look, if she's able, even if she doesn't win the title, of course, a WTA final at, at age 18 is something that you have to be careful. It doesn't go to your head. I, I think we did see a good story with Denis Shapovalov. If you're going back to Rogers Cup in Montreal a couple of years ago, he had the big upset win over Rafael Nadal and got to that semifinal 
And uh, he handled that really well. You know, he backed up his play a bit at a, at a U.S. Open. Uh, then, again, we've seen the other side of it of what happened uh, for Jeannie Bouchard following a Wimbledon final in a great 2014 that uh, she seemed to put too much pressure on herself. So mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be up to Bianca and her team, and hopefully us uh, media folk don't label her uh, a future number one just yet. This is one tournament at the start of uh, a new season. Uh, she has... Such a great future ahead of her, I think. Uh, so, you know, baby steps, it, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, great start for Bianca, without question. Ben Lewis is co-host of Southpaw Slice, doing the updates, of course, here at Sportsnet 590 of the Fan. I'm Roger Lajoie, as we talk about not just uh, Bianca Andreescu, but the rest of the Canadians, including, you already alluded to, Jeannie Bouchard. Um, we wouldn't be talking as much about her performance in Auckland if Bianca hadn't broke through. But we'll be giving her more due because she played some pretty good matches. Yeah, she did. Uh, quarterfinals appearance is uh, a great, great step for her. And I, I think she's carrying over some of her play from last season. We actually saw some nice play in the summer and fall for, for Jeannie, who uh, if you went back to Wimbledon, it was a rare sight seeing Jeannie Bouchard have to qualify just to get into a Grand Slam event. But uh, she had a semifinal at the Swiss Open in the fall and now a quarterfinal. And she actually held a match point against Julia Gerges, who... Uh, like I said, top 15 player. So this is a great sign. She also had a tune-up with a, an exhibition, uh, beating a player like Garbina Muguruza, who's won a couple Grand Slams. So uh, one thing I've noticed, I would say, from Jeannie Bouchard right now on court is different kind of body language and attitude. Uh, I, I think over the previous couple years where we weren't, weren't seeing her same level, she seemed to be visibly down on herself on the court. And, and really? when Yeah, I think and when, when you see that, when, when you can kind of visibly pick up on a player not having that mental confidence on court. It's not going to translate to wins. And and she looks a lot more comfortable, confident, and relaxed right now, and it's translating to some wins. Well, that's a good sign, and she's still definitely worth watching as we see what uh, uh, she does as well. So let's set it up. It's, it's, it's the season's first Grand Slam just around the corner. Uh, I mean, we, we've talked about uh, Jeannie. And I don't know if we're, we change expectations at all based on it. What about Milos? What about Chapo? Because, boy, you know, the Canadians are, there's a lot of them to talk about. There is. Uh, Milos Raonic uh, got his tune-up this week in, in Brisbane, reaching a quarterfinal, uh, losing to a good top-20 player in Daniel Medvedev. I think that was a good tune-up for him. If you went back to last year, he was coming off all sorts of injuries over the summer and fall, wasn't playing for a long time, so it was a lengthy stretch without tennis, and we saw him crash out early at the Australian Open. I think he's a lot healthier uh, this time around, the start of 2019. So, you know, we, we should maybe temper expectations. Obviously, we haven't seen a, a big-time run for Milos in some time, but uh, a healthier Milos, as we know, uh, can beat just about anybody, so that's a good sign for him. Well, it really seems to be just more about health throughout his career, does it not? I'm yeah, making excuses absolutely. for him, but it just seems, and maybe it's quite annoying because it seems like, you know, he gets into tournaments and he's hurt yeah. all the time. Yeah, I'm sure, uh, look, I'm sure it's unbelievably frustrating for him if it's not, you know, one part of the right lower leg, then it's the upper leg, then it's the wrist. So he's dealt with a myriad of injuries, but uh, hopefully he's learning how to manage them because we've seen great players manage injuries and put up great results a la Rafael Nadal, for example. Uh, look, Denis Shapovalov, we haven't seen a tune-up from him yet, so he hasn't played in 2019, but uh, 2018 was another step forward getting into that top 30 and uh, he, he's capable, especially on a hardcore surface, uh, of pushing and knocking on the door of a second week. So he's kind of that firecracker that nobody's going to want to face in an early round matchup. And Felix Ogialiassime, just another name to watch for. Uh, I don't think we've ever had this many names to keep track of nope. on the Canadian tennis circuit. Well, so and it's, it's great. And it's nice, and it'll be a lot of fun. Check out uh, Ben's uh, 
uh, podcast, Southpaw Slice, and of course does the updates right here on Sportsnet 5.9 The Fan. Ben, great to talk tennis with you. We'll be talking to you a lot, I'm sure. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks.